Yes, you have dreams and goals, but know that greatness always comes from a place of pain, from a place of tears. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barbicus Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today we have our Barbica of the month of August 2021. And he is none other than Abraham Josie, winner of Afisel Be a Star Gambia Edition 2021. Hi, Abraham, please introduce yourself. I'm very, very glad to be with you on the interview. I mean, it's my first time on Barrier Breakers, right? As you mentioned, my name is Abraham Josie, and I'm the winner of Afisel Be a Star Gambia Edition 2021. Awesome. Did you want to go and be on the show? What happened? Tell me the story. <laughs> I never wanted to. People usually ask this question every time I go on interview. I never had uh, that basic drive or passion to go for it because I was already used to my normal local church setting, you know, just ministering and going for local church programs. So I probably never wanted to push myself to go that big because I thought that it was not a necessity. I never wanted to, honestly. Now, as I'm speaking, where I usually go to an area in Senegambia, where I saw the billboards, where the grand prize was and all that. And I was like, wow, the person that will win this will be a <laughs> big blessing, you know? Yeah. I was standing, as I now as I'm speaking, anytime I pass there, I just look at my face and laugh. I never imagined myself going. Right. So what made you go into it? Well, like I said, I was used to this, me doing everything on a low key. Like, okay, I'm in my comfort zone. So... I had to tell myself that, bro, you have been in your comfort zone for long. Like when God speaks a prophecy to someone, you have to take that step to fulfill it. It has been fulfilled, but you need to take that leap of faith. They say that a journey of a thousand miles begins with a step. So I had to take a step out to break out of that ice, that box that I in, to go and accomplish greatness. It's just the starting line. For that, it felt like what God helped me accomplish, it felt like, wow, I never saw myself here. You know, if it's not as like people prophesying it coming to pass, but I had to take that step. I was like, no, you know what? I have to go out there and show what I have been doing on a low key. I've been practicing in church. I've been doing this thing for a long time. So I had to step out of that box that I was hiding myself in. And always our pastor used to preach the message of, yo, you are the light of the world. You are the salt yeah. of the earth. Yes, Bible says that you have to stay in a church community, but even the Bible says that go ye into the world and preach right. the gospel. 
So I saw that as an opportunity to go to the world to show them that, yo, I can say the best giftings that you can actually find is hidden in the church. So, yeah. That's amazing because on Barabaka's Corner, our slogan is step out of faith and defy the odds. That's one of the reasons why I started Barabaka's Corner because I've seen a lot of people settle. We go to church all the time and we are hearing the word all the time, but are we being obedient to the word? Are we taking that step of faith? We think that it has to be only in the church setting that we can be, but that we can reach out to people or anything, but we're supposed to go out into the world. And going out into the world, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be an artist. So you stepping out on faith and doing that, and the Bible says that faith without works is dead. So you taking that step of faith was you trusting God, I'm going further, I'm doing this. I know that I have your backing and I know that I will excel. Even if I never want the lessons that you have learned, the crafting, the shaping that you got in there, whatever they taught you there will bring you a long way. For me, it's just to encourage people to just step out on faith and just put fear aside. Were you afraid? I won't call it fear, but I was uncertain. Looking at the fact that, okay, it's Gambia and I'm not a foreigner, but you know that if you speak different from your tongue and all that, I saw that as an obstacle. Yeah, because of this obstacle, would I even make it to the finals and all? So that was the uncertain part. It was not like I was scared of something, but I was a little bit uncertain. Yeah. So what are the challenges you faced in the journey? I'm used to doing gospel music a part of my life. So in competitions like this, knowing the fact that you're going to meet different people, different characters, they're going to make you to do or make you to sing songs that probably you have never ever heard of or feel comfortable of doing. Because mm-hmm. the first time I went for audition, I went to sing gospel music by John Reynolds, one of my when the competition started, I noticed that this gospel song that you're used to doing, you're not that competition. Like, <laughs> program my mind, I had to constantly tell myself that you always have to step up your A game. You always have to try to make a different, even if they tell you to do this, that you're not comfortable, like, subject yourself, knowing that, okay, in this competition already, and you have a goal ahead to achieve something. So, Every time they would tell us to do songs that I would not be comfortable of doing, it would be so tough because the time frame that they give us would be like one week to prepare to do a love song or some other songs like Spanish songs, all that. So it would be very difficult. I was not used to that, me getting up every day, rehearsing 24-7. That was a very big struggle for me, but it helped me. So, so that was one of the struggles. It was not easy. Honestly, and secondly, also the voting aspect where you have to go and tell people or ask people for their their phones and all that. I never knew that side was in me, like, mm-hmm. to, and then disturb people, vote for me. And that was also a challenge. Okay, so when you're at home, do you only listen to gospel songs? Well, not really. Not all of the time gospel songs. I listen to different genres of music to get inspiration. So the reason why I asked is because you had that thought that it's, you know, only gospel song. And then I had to open up and just be able to accept other songs. The reason why I'm saying that is because there are a lot of people that are out there and they're like, it has to be only gospel music that you listen to. You can't listen to any other songs and all of that. But meanwhile, when they go for parties and weddings and things, they are dancing, even if they are not shaking themselves on the, on the ground there, they are tapping their feet to another song that is not gospel. So <laughs> I just want people to come, like, I listen to other songs as well. I just make sure that I'm not listening to anything that will yes. make me saying stuff that I'm not supposed to be saying, because all of those things affect you at some point. 
So just making sure that I'm identifying my spirit as well, making sure that it's song that is inspirational, like you said, and something that will help me move forward. Music is very spiritual. I know that for that aspect, it is so spiritual. Once you hear something, you choose the negative aspect or you choose the positive side of it. So it's your choice to listen to a particular type of song because music always sends a message. So it's your choice to that particular type of song and then get a positive aspect of that song or a negative. So anytime I listen to music, any type of music, I choose, okay, I'm listening to this music because I want to get the beat. I want to get the rhythm. I want to get new ideas out of that song. It might not be the words. Me, I do not listen to songs that I do not grasp something out of. Yeah, but I choose to what the aspect of that type of music I listen to and how it edifies me. Yeah. Yeah. So I have never listened to something that will pollute my spirit or my mental capability or anything that will affect me. So, so when did you start singing? I mean, at what age did you start singing? I will always say this. I never, ever had interest in singing. I was more of a sports guy and into dancing. So... My brother was the one that started the new music, playing keyboard and all that. But it was inside me because I grew up around a music environment. It was there hidden. In church, I joined the children's choir and all that. So I think it was showing out itself bit by bit until I was 12 years old. By that time, my brother, he was the one that actually I looked at and inspired me in a way to start up the music journey. So always hear him play the keyboard, write songs, do vocal exercises and all that. Bit by bit, he started pulling me closer until he traveled. I became the choir leader of the children's church. So from there, it started until I was 12 years old when I joined a competition in Awake Ministry. That was the first time I was 12 years old. So from there, the music journey started. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and I saw that you were playing guitar as well. Did you learn that from when you were young as well? Funnily, I never had the passion to play keyboard like that. Anytime I was always interested in something that was different, that always made a difference. So when I heard the guitar, I get lost. I always wanted to feel that. So that passion drove me to learning the guitar. How did your parents feel when you decided to go on the competition? They have always supported, especially my mom. She always was the one that was telling me, Abraham, you did not come in an ordinary manner in this world. So I, you, I dedicated you to God for you. That's how she always saw me. And she always reminded me of how great I am and all that. They always supported me in my music, even though, you know, fathers, how they are with their sons. But they respected what I love doing. So they always supported me. So they were fully at my back from day one of the competition. I could remember there was, there was a time during the semifinals, during this time where it was so critical that my dad had to take a bulk of his salary and then my mom had business money to just invest in my voting. Like they had to put everything. My brother was ready to sell his phone and his laptop and all that. This is how they are supportive. They can pull out. So my family, they're my number one support. Yeah. Yeah, they were very happy. They were always praying for me. They were always at my back in the competition. That is so important in life. We need support, especially from family. We need that support because when you don't get that support from family, it will take the grace of God for you to go and stand and do something because that's a whole faith on another level because it's like my parents don't want me to do this, but I'm still go ahead and do this. So I'm so yeah. happy that you had the support of your family, especially your parents, because 
some people are in families that their parents are not supportive of anything that they do. You have to be a lawyer or a doctor if you want to go and do some art work or be an artist or a poet or whatever. They're like, no, that's not going to give you money or something. But if that's the desire of the child, allow them to go and do it. You can still guide them along the way, but allow them to just explore. It's not the parents' fault because looking at the condition of Africa, they will always have this question in their mind that what you want to do, you're going to make sure that it has to put food daily bread on your table. So they're not really sure is this music thing is going to actually provide that means for you to be able to survive. So that's always what is ringing in their mind because looking at the trials they pass through, they always have that at the back of their mind that God has given you this thing, but the part of this world that we're in, I don't think it will be of help. So just focus on your education. So they always had that belief. Yeah. So you have to put in that extra work of proof, always providing that result that they never believed in. So I always had to force myself, push myself, ask God to back me up with his strength and his grace for me to progress in this music thing. So also that passion and that drive that, okay, Abraham really wants this, even though He's going to school, but music was always my top priority. You respect me for that. And then, you know what? Do whatever that will make you happy at the end of the day. It's the most important thing. I think what parents can do is know what the child is passionate about. Especially if you are like back home in Africa, know what they are passionate about. If it's not bringing income or anything, still guide them to study and do something else whilst also pushing them in that area that they are passionate about. Because at the end of the day, you don't know where you're going to be. I mean, God is the one directing your path. God is the one ordering your steps. You don't know where he's taking you. Even as you pray, even as you seek his face, even as you have your own personal desires, he's the one going to take you wherever he wants to take you. So you never know where your education, the job you might get at the end of the day will lead you into music. So I would say, I'm glad I am in that music field. For anyone out there, I would say, okay, continue education. Also continue in that path that you enjoy. Because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like, you know how every year they have company activities and you have to sing somewhere and do something. You never know who's going to be attending that company function. And then they'll be like, hmm, I like this person. I think I want to sign them up for this or that. No matter what, that's how you just divert into that field that will also still bring you money. But at the end of the day, funds will still come in. If funds is not coming, you still have a backup. You go back to what you were doing before. But some people will still say, you know what, I'm still going to have faith in God. I'm still going to trust God to go in that way. Whatever your path may be, just continue in that direction. So was Chris part of the people that helped with your vocal training? He helped me with more than that. He helped me with a lot. My brother is one person God placed in my life for a particular reason. He's everything that basically you see me doing musical-wise or even not music-wise. He contributed to me because that strong love that we have for each other, even though sometimes we have our fights and all that, but he's always there from the one. gets inspirations in my life. I don't want him to feel me. He's always there to make sure that I'm doing what I love doing, even though sometimes I feel down. So he's always there encouraging. That's what big brothers or big sisters are supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be helping and guiding <laughs> You know, if you're not a source of inspiration, I don't know what you're doing, but that's really good. Christian, we are so grateful for what you did and being a source of inspiration. I pray that even as we speak right now, it will encourage other people to step up and just be of support to their siblings as well, no matter what. And it's not a competition when you have siblings around. It's about supporting each other. It's not like, oh, why is my sibling better than me? Let that not even be there. Be there to just love and support. When they win, you win too. What are some of the lessons you've learned in life and as well in this journey? 
first of all, always learn how to put God first. Whatever you do, wherever you go, if probably one day you go somewhere and you get lost, just remember where you're from. Even though my we're not rich people or all that, but the greatest gift that my, my parents gave me was God. They had to allow me to grow up in that place. They allowed me to see the fact that I'm in this world not because of them, but because of my God. From day one, they were always telling me that whatever you feel or whatever trial and circumstance or how big you have made it in this life, always learn how to prostrate before your maker. In this life, things are going to happen, but always, always put God first. Plus, anything is equal to greatness. That's what I believe in. And learn how to embrace pain. Pain is part of the journey. I always tell people, God will never, ever allow you to attain or reach a certain height if you have not passed through bruises. So you always need to be in that place of readiness that I am going through this trial because God wants me to reach at a certain point. So pain is part of the process. The journey is never smooth. They are always hurdles. So learn how to embrace the pain. Learn how to thank God for the pain. During the competition, how did you feel about the other contestants? I never knew that Gambia had hidden treasures. One of my assignments God gave me was to go around Gambia and look for hidden treasures. So that was also one of the reasons why I went for the competition. I wanted to hear new sound. I never expected that it was going to be this tough. Honestly, because when we are used to being in the church and in the church, you find amazing singers. Like, so you always think that, yeah, these guys are the bomb until you go out there. So I went out. There were great Gambian singers. Very good. Not just Gambians, but I saw people, they were like great talents. I watched a couple of the show because then my family told me about it. I think you and this other girl, I think our Gambia also. Where one of my favorites. So I was like, you never expect them to like really sing well. And then when you say that, you're like, oh my God, these people can sing. And the performances that you guys put out, the creative team, <laughs> especially that last song, I think the Spanish song that you sang, it was like, from what movie was it from? <laughs> that song made me to go and look at that movie. And when I watched the movie, what movie is that again? I didn't hear it clearly. Money Heist. Oh, 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 okay. You should go and watch that movie. That movie, <laughs> yo. I learned a lot from that movie. So the director was like, he was saying that he kept that song from the one for me. He saw something that, okay, this guy could bring the A game in the competition. So he always like giving me hard things. Out of all the people you could see, I'm the only one that you give a Spanish song. Why? He was just smiling. Every time I'll talk, he was smiling like, just go do your work. You have work to do. You can see this paper right here. The, that is where the lyrics are of the oh, song. okay, okay. <laughs> I'll get up from my bed. The first thing I'll see is this. So it was not easy. You know, when you said the director threw hard songs at you, I thought about God and I was like, God does that all the time with us. <laughs> he expects us to do better as in learn and grow because he knows that it's going to help us. So that's why he's throwing it our path. And sometimes it's like, God, why me? Like, why me? <laughs> why am I the one you're sending that to? God cannot give you something that he knows that you cannot give it. That's that, you know. Once he gives you a task, grace is released. Probably, I feel like it's a test for you to move to the next level because once he gives you a task to you, it will feel like a big burden. But during the process of completing or fulfilling that task, you notice that you've learned a lot of things. You grow. So I feel like he gives you a task so that you can move to the next level. That's how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. So... What do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? 
I learned if I could take time back, I always learned that always learn how to be at the right place at the right time. Learn how to get things, not procrastinating, basically. I won't blame myself because once you're a kid, you always think as a kid. When I was way young, I used to get so many things done late. And at the end of the day, the results that we expect not be so pleasing. Thank God for God's wisdom and all that We're gradually growing. So always learn how to do things at the right time. Once it's time to get things done, there's always time for everything. Learn how to balance things. Once it's time to work, work. Once it's time to rest, rest. Once it's time to do anything else, do it at that particular time and you will see results. I'm looking for this procrastination quote by Bishop Rosie O'Neill. She said, procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. So I saw that and I was like, yo, (laughs) it's saying that, God, I have another chance. I can do it tomorrow. But you don't know whether this today is your last day and who it's going to impact. So whatever you have to do now, (laughs) do it now. I just remember during the competition, what, who knows, what if I should have told myself that, okay, you know what, probably I can go for this competition. I should have missed out on a particular result. Even though it will not always be conducive, it will not always be enticing, that feeling will not be there. But it's a discipline for you to subject your body to do something at the right time, even if you do not want to do it. And it provides results. At the end of the day, you'll see. Hard work pays. What advice can you give someone who feels like life is hard? Let me procrastinate tomorrow. I can't move on. I can't do this. This is impossible. What advice can you give to people out there? With the little experience that I've had by God's grace, it all results to the mind. The mind is one powerful place that God has created. It can be used of good and of bad. So it starts with the mind. You have to accept that this is life and Life is not going to be pleasing at all times. You need to accept the fact that God made life for a particular reason. Yes, you have dreams and goals, but know that greatness always comes from a place of pain, from a place of tears. You know that you're going somewhere, but it has to take a process. It's just like we that we are grown-ups now. Do you think that a parent will not want that child that will be crying every night to grow up as fast as possible? But that child has to pass through that process of infant, child, adolescent. That's life, basically. You pass through those stages. A particular reason God wants you to feel that pain, wants you to go through that hardship so that you can come out of that place and then be that voice or that testimony. You can actually say a lot about it and people can learn a lot from that experience. So that's why God made life like this. Life can be so difficult that sometimes I'll just be on my knees and in tears and like, God, what is happening? But I always notice that in that time, like God wants me to cover him in another dimension. Mm-hmm. That, and I notice most of the times that some of the great songs that I write is out of a place. So always acknowledge that life will be difficult, will be tough. But through that pain, always know that there is a big, 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 big reward. Subject and just constantly remind yourself that I am going to a place, but I have to pass through this. And by God's grace, I'll get there. Yeah, that's wisdom right there. People need to know that it's a journey and you are seed in the ground. And if you want to get strong roots, you have to stay in the ground for a little while before you start growing. 
Because if your roots are not strong, when you get that growth, they are going to wither faster than ever. But once your roots are really strong, and I'm speaking to myself as well here, (laughs) when you do grow, when you do become whoever God wanted you to become, your roots are strong, you are stronger too, and you are able to do things the right way. No matter the storms that will come your way, you will still stand strong because your roots are really strong. But if your roots are not strong, when the storms of life comes... (laughs) You are just going to be swaying before you realize your branches are breaking, before you realize the whole tree is falling down just because you could not stand the storms. So that was really good what you said. Would you want to give any shout outs to anyone on here? Uh, well, I don't know who and who is watching, but for those who voted for me and for those who supported, thank you so much. I didn't really have a chance. Thank you so much. Bless you. Your supporters were really amazing. I saw them on my feed, my WhatsApp feed, and I was like, yo. <laughs> And when they went there to like, as long as you won the stage, everybody was like, do they know that this is a competition? <laughs> Your coat got torn. <laughs> it's nice to have people that know you for what you like and then also believe in what you like. Genuine love will be there, knowing for the fact that this guy loves this and he's diligent in what he's doing. Because this guy really loves what he's doing. So they were all out for me, like from day one, even before the voting started. That hunger was there from day one, like, I promise you we are winning this. Like that alone gave me that push, that support that, okay, God really wants me to get this. So that, people were literally with me. Like some of my friends even told me like, this guy is mistakenly called another name. <laughs> we are bringing down that place. Like I had to literally tell him like, this is a competition. Just keep right. it up. <laughs> It happens. But yo, as soon as they called my name, like I couldn't even breathe. Like I even had scars on my ears and all that. It was a great experience. I don't know whether you can talk about this, but what's coming on next for you? Part of the price of the competition is a recording deal. So that's what I'm working on right now. We can't wait to see the, um to hear the album. We can't wait. Thank you so much. Well done. Congratulations once again for winning. It's been amazing watching the journey. I was watching from here. I didn't start from the beginning, but towards the end and I was watching and what you did was really, really good. Keep up the good work. Just keep pushing. No matter what, just know that God has got you and he's doing your steps. He's leading you. So don't let anything stop you from being you, from being who God created you to be. Just keep pushing no matter what. Just remember that there was a time like this that you went through the pain to become a winner or something. If God did it before, he can do it again. So just trust him. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in Begandia, West Africa. Cause they-